Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. So glad you are with me for the next hour here as we do each and every week on ESPN LA 710. You can hit me up on Twitter at TalkSoccer. Easy enough there. Follow the show there. Our hot topics and what's on tap. Champions League draw. ESPN FC did their Major League Soccer poll where they uh, poll all the teams in MLS, talk to the players about key issues, and we've got stuff to break down there. Plus, of course, we're only 10 days away from the Derby. LAFC, LA Galaxy. I don't want to get too deep into it this week, though. We've got to get the build-up for next week. Because LA Galaxy have a game this weekend they got to keep a focus on. Take it on Vancouver. And LAFC's had a lot of time off. So you don't want to like get too ramped up too early if you're either team. So we're going to just take it kind of easy in the build-up. We're going to be talking with LAFC defender Juan Moutinho. Also going to be talking with Galaxy goalkeeper David Bingham later in the show as well. So we got all that coming up. Black and gold breakdown, stoppage time. We've got our injury report still to come. I mean, this show is jam-packed each and every week. Once again, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at TalkSoccer. I want to begin with the Champions League draw. And let me know what your favorite of this draw is at either TalkSoccer on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, or you can hit me up at 877-710-3776. 877-710-3776. I want to say I'm playing injured, speaking of the injury report coming up later. I am being beset with allergy issues, right? Now, look, I'm a pro. I'll fight through it. Bit of a mouth breather normally, but man, it's killing me this week, okay? So bear with me. I'm doing my level best here. Every now and again, it hits me so hard. I look, I have like red eyes looking like, you know, well, I, I won't even go into it. It's just not good, but it's okay. I'll fight through it, right? I'm not rolling around on the ground after I got pushed over looking for the yellow card to be given to my opponent. That's not me. But I do love this Champions League draw. Barcelona will take on Roma the first round, the first round of the quarterfinals of the first leg, April 3rd and 4th, and then leg twos on the return trip of the 10th and 11th of April. Barcelona hosts Roma in the first leg. Sevilla hosts Bayern. Juventus hosts Real Madrid. That's a matchup I was looking for. And Liverpool, Man City. And I want to dig a little bit deeper in these. We see, in my estimation, four clear-cut favorites. Now, that's not to say, again, don't overreact where, oh, this team has no chance. That's not true. Any of these teams right now can win this competition. Any. Yes, including Sevilla, who many look at and say, well, they got by Man United, who's a bit of a mess Sevilla's good, but they're not up to the level of these other seven. No, anybody who can win it. So make no mistake when I say that. But there are four clear-cut favorites in each of these series. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Manchester City. Doesn't mean all of them are going to win. In all likelihood, all four of them will not win. Right? We will see an upset in all likelihood. At least one. But those are the four best teams in the world right now. It's just that clear. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Man City. They are the favorites 
they are the best teams in the world. With a tip of the cap to Toronto FC. <laughs> Sorry, I knew people were probably... Don't drive off the road when I say that. I really love TFC, too. But you know what I'm saying. What is the matchup where you see it could be the biggest upset? What matchup do you like the best? I want to break this down. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You know we love all soccer here. European, South American, Central American, Liga MX, MLS, my favorite, Asia, all over. That's just the way it is. Soccer is just beautiful. It's just why I love the game. There's so much of it at such a high level. You don't get much higher than you wait for Champions League, though. And these four matchups. And if I'm looking at the matchups, believe it or not, I know people are going to think I'm nuts based on just how this draw went. I actually think Sevilla has the best chance to upset their opponent. That's not to say they're the best team out of the other four, the four, shall we say, underdogs. No. But Sevilla, as great as Bayern is playing, they probably have the best chance to win. I don't believe Roma has much of a chance against Barcelona. Could happen, sure. Nothing wrong with Roma's team. They're very good. Juventus could beat Real Madrid. Remember, that's the one I said where Real Madrid might have the toughest time with any of these teams is actually Juventus defensively. Juve, look, nobody is going in there feeling confident when you're playing Barcelona. I don't care who you are, but Juventus will be fine. They know the pressure's on Real Madrid, and this is a pressure in a, a quarterfinal. This is not a final. Let the pressure work against Real Madrid if you're Juventus. And Liverpool, Man City... I love Liverpool. I thought Liverpool-Bayern could be like a 10-9 to two-leg tie total aggregate. And, hey, Liverpool, of course, can beat Man City. Manchester City's better than Liverpool, though. No doubt. And over two legs, that will likely be shown. I think Sevilla's got a decent shot. I'm not picking them because I do believe the best teams really rise to the top here at this point. And Bayern Munich is playing as well as anyone so far this season. But I really do like what Sevilla's been doing, and including against Manchester United. People are going to, like, the problem with it is everybody looks at that and says, oh, Manchester United was terrible. Sevilla's good. Give some credit to the opposition. Just because Manchester United has the name and you got a bunch of guys down at a pub in Santa Monica wearing their jersey, that doesn't mean they're great. Sevilla's good. They deserved it. You get my point. Europa League qualifier, or quarterfinals, by the way, First leg on April 5th, Thursday, and then the second leg on April 12th. Pretty good matchups, too. Arsenal versus CSKA, Atletico and Sporting, Lazio and Salzburg, and the other RB, RB Leipzig, taking on Marseille. Pretty good matchups there. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We'll talk more on those matchups. I do like Sevilla as maybe the most likely to spring an upset. I also love the Liverpool Man City just for the, the flair of the English clubs, of course. And one premiership team will be in the semis. That's fine. That'll be fun. No question. Barcelona, oh boy, they look good. Man, I love what they do. And I love what ESPN FC, if you don't know much about that, of course you're going to check their work out a lot, I'm sure. But if you don't, ESPN FC, ESPN.com, check out their soccer segment, or section, I should say. ESPN FC does a, a yearly MLS confidential poll where they talk to a lot of players. 
virtually every team, uh, I I believe the article said that only New York City FC did not respond as a team. So virtually every team in MLS responded to these questions. There are many questions that are really interesting and kind of enlightening. I wanted to talk about a few of those. You can go check out the rest at ESPN FC, of course, at ESPN.com. One of them that intrigued me was the most overrated player in MLS. Now, Mario, you're usually in for stoppage time, but I wanted to bring you in right now. If you had a guess, Mario, who that the players in MLS said was the most overrated. Remember, these are his fellow players that are voting for these kind of things. Who do you believe was the number one most overrated MLS player according to MLS players? Wow, that's a tough question. It is. Can I get a hint? Well, the hint is it's very tough because the winner got 11%. That's as high. I mean, the second place was 10%, and I'll give you second place. Michael Bradley was voted as the second most overrated player in MLS. Ah, who? Altidore? He was third, tied with Jossie Zardes at 7%. Oh, wow. The most overrated player in MLS, according to his fellow players, Giovanni Dos Santos at 11%, just slightly ahead of Michael Bradley. And the reason I brought those four up, they were the top four, is if you really look at it, it's kind of like jealousy. It's not really, I mean, you have to be good to be overrated, I guess is my point. Does that make sense? We were talking about that in the, with Travis and Marcellus when I told you that you know Mike Trout is just a slightly overrated, even though he's the best player by far. You have to be good to be overrated. And it kind of jumped out at me like, yeah, okay, this makes sense in a weird way. Guys are going to say that these guys are overrated because they're good. You have to be that good at first. Now, admittedly, you might not say, well, these are the best players in the league for sure. Certainly they're right up there, but kind of interesting. The most underrated player, the the number one most underrated player only got 7%. So it was a lot of guys getting a whole lot of... That was Ignacio Piatti from Montreal, and I can't argue with that. He's very underrated. Very good player. So some fascinating stuff coming out of that confidential poll. Check it out at ESPN FC. They did some great work with that. I've got a few other ones, but... Again, that's like the most interesting one. 877-710-ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. Coming up, Black and Gold Breakdown. We're going to talk with LAFC defender João Moutinho. That's next on Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, Puente Hills Toyota. Dot com. We were talking about this ESPN MLS confidential poll where they asked the players of virtually every team confidentially, of course. This is, you know, independent of, uh, you know, anything the league was doing or whatever. It's ESPN FC talking to the players anonymously. And we are talking about the most overrated and underrated players in MLS. Gio Dos Santos of the Galaxy voted the most overrated, just getting 11% of the vote. Michael Bradley at 10%, Josie Altador and Jossie Zardes at 7 What it tells you is you have to be good to be overrated. Even if people think you're overrated, they know you're good. Another interesting question was, who do you blame for the U.S. failure to qualify for the World Cup? Now, this is asking MLS players about the U.S. team. 9% said the players. 9% said U.S. soccer. 7% said the coaching staff of U.S. soccer. And 75% said all of the above. They absolutely nailed that one. All of the above. All deserve an equal share of the blame, no doubt. Another interesting question, do you favor promotion or relegation in MLS? 
63% of the players said yes, 36% no, and 1% had no answer or didn't answer that. So very intriguing. Check it out, ESPN FC. Going to be joined now. It is time, first and foremost, to talk about LAFC with defender Juan Moutinho. It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this. Right now. We are joined by the rookie out of Akron. He was the first pick in the MLS Super Draft earlier this year. He's playing for LAFC on the left side of defense. Joao Matinho. Joao, thanks for taking the time and joining us. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Joao, uh, first and foremost, obviously being a rookie, they've kind of thrown you into the fire here, and you've handled yourself uh, very well. Talk a little bit about how you feel you've played. Break down your performance in these first two games. Uh, the first game against Seattle, I was trying to get into the pace of the game, getting used to the pace of the professional game. And yeah. I think the team did very well, and I felt comfortable playing as a left back. And I think uh, we as a team were very, uh, we were getting along nice. And yeah, I think it was a good game for us. Uh, still a lot of things to improve. And I think in the second game, we did much better. What about you in that second game, Joao, specifically? Because obviously the score line would indicate everybody played great, realistically. What, yeah. do you, what do you have to improve in your game? Uh, I mean, that's something that I, I know what I have to improve, and that's something that I work on on a daily basis with our coaches. Uh, uh, I'd say maybe the one-to-one defending. I think I do well in that game, but there's room for improving, obviously, and... Some other stuff, definitely. Well, we've talked about it off the pitch as well. You're a guy who has no trouble with the ball at his feet, certainly. Where does that come from? When you grew up, did you always play defense, or were you more of a guy on the attack? I mean, how did you get so smooth on the football? Uh, I played as a midfielder for a few years when I was younger, <laughs> when I was like 12, 13 maybe. That'll do uh, it. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that helped me a lot, definitely. Talk about how you grew up, Joao. Where, what's your background? Where did you come from in terms of football? Uh, I played in Sporting Lisbon's Academy mm-hmm. uh, for 10 years. So that's where I – that was actually the only club I played for uh, in my youth career. Uh, and now I, I came here to the U.S. like seven months ago to join the University of Akron. And now I'm at LAFC, so – that's my career so far. A pretty good ride, for sure. We're talking with LAFC defender, the rookie, Joao Moutinho, who's joining us here in the Black and Gold Breakdown on ESPN LA 710. Joao, I always make a joke about Portuguese football clubs here on the show that if I ever decide to sell anything, whether it's my used car, an old VCR, my old television, I want a Portuguese football club to sell it because they are fantastic when it comes to the business of soccer, right? You know, like the developed kids. Isn't it amazing? I mean, they buy, you know, they'll buy cheap, you know, in terms of like the low price, bring a kid into their academies while, and all of a sudden they just turn them into like gold. And of course you were developed at one of those academies. What are they doing in Portugal in your native land? I mean, they are amazing at developing young players. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, what I do know is that there's a lot of talent there and a lot of talented young players that work hard. And, yeah, I think that's it. And also the coaches are very good. And uh, all the coaching staff that that have been through uh, have been very helpful with me and made me evolve as a player a lot. So, yeah, I think that's it. Joao, you mentioned coaching. and We've talked about Bob Bradley here a lot on 
Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. Talk a little bit about him from your perspective as a manager with the, working with Bradley. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, it's been very helpful. Uh, in the short time that I've been here, uh, I'd say that I've already learned a lot. Uh, a lot about positioning, uh, when to go forward, uh, where to pass in certain situations. So, yeah, I definitely feel like I've already learned a lot. How have you enjoyed working out over at UCLA over there on the west side of Los Angeles here? Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's sunny. Uh, <laughs> field is nice, so the team is doing well, and that's that's all that matters. Well, exactly. You mentioned the team doing well, and we are talking with LAFC defenders while Moutinho here on Soccer Weekly. You can't do any better than you have done in terms of your record, obviously, six points from six. What is it you see out of this team, Joao, that has given you this success so quickly? I mean, our mentality, I think it's very good. Uh, even though we are uh, an expansion team and no one really knew each other at the beginning, uh, I think we always had that mentality that we were going to the games to get the win. And I think that mentality was always there, and that was very important. So, yeah. Now we just want to keep it up like that. Well, you speak about that mentality, and it's something that I've noticed. I've covered a lot of teams in different sports here in Los Angeles, basketball, football, baseball. I have, I've been a, a particularly impressed, Joao, of these couple of weeks off you've had in terms of games. And the practices, though, have been very intense. You guys are still out there really working hard in the sense that sometimes teams, you know, you win a couple of games, you have three weeks for your next before your next game. You might come out a little bit flat at practice. I haven't seen that at practice under this team. Talk a little bit about that mentality. Yeah, exactly. I think the mentality of the group is very good. And uh, even though we won our two first games, uh, we haven't won anything yet. Uh, we still have a long way to go. And we just got to keep working hard every day because if we want to achieve our goal, then that's what we have to do. Well, it's no secret, Joao, that uh, LAFC is already hated by half of this town. And those are, of course, L.A. Galaxy fans who have been around for a long time. And the Galaxy, a storied franchise, they've won a lot of cups. Certainly LAFC and L.A. Galaxy will be a massive game coming up in 10 days. Compare it to, who who are the biggest rivals in Portugal, in Portuguese football? Uh, I'd have to say probably Sporting and Benfica. Yeah. They're in the same city, and yeah, the rivalry is very big. Oh man, do they hate each other over there? I watched the Portuguese league. I got some. I got some cable channel on my TVs while that I get the Portuguese league. I don't even know how, but man, <laughs> the atmosphere over there is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, you know, oh by the way, Joao talking about sporting, they're actually in the Europa League quarterfinals coming up against Atletico, as we mentioned. So that'll be a huge, huge yep. test for both of those teams. Who's your Who is your favorite? I know you you said you played with the the club. Was that your team growing up, Joao? Like, was that your favorite? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually the team that I support and I've always supported. So, yeah, yeah. Is it is it hard once you kind of have that idea of becoming a pro and you're moving on? Now, of course, you come to America with a great experience at the University of Akron, which is, by the way, where my family lives back in the the uh, near near Cleveland. So we were pumped and excited <laughs> nice. to see you there in Akron. I know the weather is not as good, but. Uh, it, yeah, do you have a hard time kind of following the league now? I mean, you're a professional now. you got your own job to do. Uh, I mean, a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, I, I talk with some people, and I can watch a game here and there. So, yeah, uh, people have been updating me on what's happening there, so it's good. Well, we're talking with LAFC defender Juan Moutinho, who is not afraid 
at all to get into the attack, which we love when we watch LAFC. He's been a big part of that so far. A couple of games in, they got a big one coming up in 10 days. Joao, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy, here on ESPN LA 710 and Soccer Weekly. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. The youngster, Joao Matinho, over on the left side of defense for LAFC. This is the black and gold breakdown, and seriously... He has been attacking so brilliantly thus far. But more than that, and i got to be honest with you, I don't say this stuff when the guys are on the air with me because I don't like to kiss up. That's not the point. But i got to tell you, he hasn't really taken many steps wrong defensively either. Now, there's a couple things he even mentioned. he got to clean up a few things, of course. He's a young defender still learning who he's playing against. Not just the level of play, but who are you actually playing against. He has been really good really good defensively too and that's been huge for LAFC because let's think about it you got a kid who likes to bomb up and down offensively and he's so good on the ball that you really want him doing that but if he is a if he's a menace defensively like to your team like if he's bad defensively everything falls apart I think Bob Bradley's done a very good job piecing this defense together with Simon and him on that left side Certainly, Laurent Simon being so such a veteran, that helps. But Joao Matinho's held up very well defensively. If he didn't, that could be just a bloodbath, and it hasn't been by any means. One goal allowed in the two games so far for LAFC. So, really impressive, and a really impressive kid. A good young man, loves his teammates, they get along with him. He takes criticism well when he's at practice. He learns from it. He told you he's been learning a lot. I've been very impressed with this top pick. So no surprise that LAFC got that right. They had the first pick. You've got to take the best player. They took the best player. And so far, of course, he has proven that. It's it's early. He said it. He's got a long way to go. Everybody does. 32 games to go. But, yeah, I like it so far, what they've done. Speaking of what he's done, LA Galaxy new goalkeeper David Bingham going to be joining us next. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm. This is the home of world football here in Southern California, and we're pleased to be joined by LA Galaxy goalkeeper David Bingham. David, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. David, let me ask you, uh, Galaxy get off to a start with a one win on, at home. No real surprise there. You go on the road, a tough place to play against New York City. NYCFC takes care of business at home. That's not really a big surprise in MLS either. Forgetting the win and the loss, how do you feel you've been playing through two games as a team? Obviously, with the, it's nice to open up home with a win, and that's something we, we expect of ourselves. And then going to New York, hard place to play. First half wasn't, wasn't our best performance, but the second half we came out and, and we played well and we were able to, to get back in the game, but unfortunately not enough to, to get three points there. But we have a lot to, to build on going forward, and I think that we're going to be in good shape going forward through that season. How tough is it, David, to rebuild a defense, essentially, like the Galaxy have? Of course, you weren't around last season for the mess that was the worst season in Galaxy history. How hard is it to kind of come in with so many new pieces and try to formulate a defense this quickly? Yeah, I think we brought in a lot of new pieces. Um, luckily for us, uh, a lot of the guys actually knew each other or played with each other before, so that, so that makes it a little bit easier integrating into the team and and we had a lot of a lot of time together in preseason to to learn each other and try and get on the same page and obviously we're just going to get better and better the more we play with each other and that's what we're all looking forward to 
Now, David, the, uh, the uh, sports fans here in Los Angeles that uh, love the Galaxy sports hate the San Jose Earthquakes above all. And, of course, we forgive you for that because now you're playing with the Galaxy. Yeah. But what what was it uh, about your years in San Jose that you take from that? From the from the rivalry between the two teams? Yeah, and then coming here now from that part of the rivalry over to L.A. Yeah, I mean, obviously it, it's a rivalry between the the California and and now being in L.A., I'm, I'm very excited, and it's going to be obviously a great game to play, and it's always a fun rivalry between the, between the two cities. Um, first time walking to L.A. locker room, so it's a little weird, but but now it's just like home. It feels like home now, and, and I'm excited to get on the field and, and enjoy that game as well. Now, you said it feels like home. How are you enjoying L.A. outside of soccer? Like, How, how have you adapted to the city so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it's taken a while to kind of get used to it. It's completely different than what I'm used to, yeah. which is also a good thing. Gets you out of your comfort zone and try new things. But um, I try I try to take it day by day and focus on soccer, and that's the most important thing. And, and we got a lot of work to do this year, and, and that's what everyone's focusing on right now. Now, what is it, David, about this team that uh, makes you most optimistic as you look at this roster? It's a long season. Again, we don't really care about wins and losses this early in terms of worrying about your record overall. But as the season goes on, what do you what do you feel are the strengths of this team? I think the biggest thing to take away from this team compared to last year is the amount of the amount of veterans that are on the roster right now and that have been successful in MLS. And I yeah. think that's that's key going through this season. Obviously, you said it's. It's a long season. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs, and, and all the veterans know that. So it's important not to stay or get too high or, or get too low and stay more even-keeled. And, and with the veterans that we have on this team, I think we understand that, and, and we know it's the ultimate goal is is playoffs. And you're not going to you're not going to get to playoffs in week one. It's going to it's going to take all 34 weeks to get there, and we know that. And that's what we're we're looking forward to the most. Now we're talking with David Bingham, the uh, goalkeeper for LA Galaxy here, as they have another game coming up this weekend back in action against Vancouver. David, I always like to ask guys, especially new to a team and the way the Galaxy are building, talk a little bit about Siggy Schmidt, but you're in an interesting spot too because you are well familiar with Dom Kinnear, of course, Siggy's top assistant. Talk a little bit about both those guys and how they work with this team. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously a huge advantage having having one of those guys as your coach, let alone having both of them as your coach, which is which is something special for us. We have two of the most winning coaches in MLS history um, coaching us, which is which is always nice. And I think the interaction between both of them has, has been awesome this year and it's it's a really fun dynamic for all the players to be a part of and, and I know all the guys love it and, and hopefully going forward that that we're able to to get the playoffs and then ultimately win championships here. What do you what do you put in in terms of how you look at David like the U.S. Open Cup and other things like that? Not so much MLS. Of course, you want to get to the playoffs. That's the goal. Then you never know what happens in the playoffs. What about the Open Cup? Where does that stand with you as a player? Obviously, the the Open Cup comes in in the tough part of the year. It's always in the summertime, so yeah. you're you're going on three game swings with two travel legs usually. But at the end of the day, it's another trophy, and and you want to win it. And I know personally, I want to play every game in Open Cup and MLS play. And I know it's a lot of guys' feeling as well. So <clears throat> when that comes around, we're going to be ready for it, and and we're going to put our best foot forward to try to bring another championship home to LA. Now you're a Northern California guy, right? I think you uh, went to school up there. You kind of played. Did you play in like Cal North soccer? Yeah, I was uh, 
Cal Berkeley, and then I was lucky enough to to play with the Cal North a little bit, and then obviously straight to San Jose. Yeah. Now, David, let me ask you something. We, of course, Cal South is big down here. Is there a rivalry between those two youth organizations? I think anytime you in any sports sporting event, whether it's soccer, baseball, basketball, there's always a rivalry between <laughs> Northern California and Southern California, and it always makes the games a little bit more interesting for the fans, um, for the players. Obviously, it's fun when you have the fans into it, and, and it's kind of a big deal. But for the players, just another day in the office. And, and we want to go out, and we want three points on that day, just like every other day we play. We are talking with David Bingham, goalkeeper for LA Galaxy. You're joining us on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. David, talk a little bit about this next opponent. What do you what do you feel about them offensively coming at you and your defense? Yeah, Vancouver's they're a good team. I think you saw it last year where they're lethal on the counterattack, and, and this year with them at, adding Kai Kamara, that's just going to help them even more. So we've got a big task in our hands this weekend, going going up there and trying to get three points. But I know we've been working on it for the last two weeks, going up there and getting those points. So once again, it just comes down to the preparation, and, and we're doing it, and we're looking forward to that game this weekend. Now we talked a little bit about you obviously being new to the Galaxy, new to you know L.A. specifically. You guys are teammates. You try to get along with everybody. Have you have you kind of developed any closer friendships with any of the guys this early? I think I think we're all dealing really well. Obviously, with my time at Cal, Cervando's here as well. So, yeah, knowing him for the last ten years, that always makes it makes it nice and easy. And then also playing with Perry for the last couple of years. That I mean, you always have those connections where you know guys from before, and and it obviously helps when you integrate into a new team and. And all of us live really close together, which is always a great thing to have. So, so that's probably my two closest guys that I, I know the best. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to let us get to know you. It's David Bingham, the goalkeeper for LA Galaxy, as they get ready for another match this weekend against Vancouver. David, good luck with that. Thanks so much for taking the time and joining us here. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Have a good one. You too. Really appreciate it. David Bingham, goalkeeper for LA Galaxy. As uh, they're off to a, a you know decent start, like we said, not really important in terms of the overall record. One win and a loss, home and away, we get it. He was right; they played very well in the second half against New York City FC. We'll see if they carry that over against Vancouver coming up this weekend. It is time now for the LA Care injury report. This health report on Soccer Weekly is sponsored by LA Care. As the nation's largest community-inspired health plan, LA Care is elevating healthcare in the city of Angels. LA Care for all of LA. LACare.org. Well, the injury report is an interesting one, to say the least. Good news for LAFC, realistically. Now, unfortunately, Luis Lopez, still trying to get over his injury, the goalkeeper, hasn't hurt them in terms of Tyler Miller playing so well. You want to see Luis get back up to full strength, certainly, but Walker Zimmerman was in practice this week when I went, and he looked good. He was at uh, really full run, you know, wasn't really holding back or anything. He was in all the workout stuff. They were scrimmaging. He was all involved. So that's good to see the big defender coming back. Now, they were missing a lot of players for national team call-ups. One of them was interesting is Omar Gaber. He got called up by Egypt. And I'm very curious to see how that goes. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of time. You know, he hasn't played for LAFC, had the injury right early in camp. So we'll keep an eye on that. Now, the LA Care injury report really... You've got to talk about two Galaxy players, as we're only 10 days away, remember. We know the Galaxy play Vancouver this weekend, but they've got that big game against LAFC at home, down at the StubHub Center. LAFC will be traveling down there. The first LA Derby, 
between these two sides. And Gio Dos Santos and Jonathan Dos Santos both out for Mexico with injury, both with hamstrings. Roman Alessandrini still struggling. There's something going on with hamstrings down with the Galaxy right now. What's, gentlemen, icy hot or something, you know, heat, cold, whatever. What are you doing? My hamstring hurts just talking about the LA Galaxy. Well, they do, but that's another. I walked down to Fleming's for happy hour with uh, Mario Rees and I, I pulled something, but it's cool. Speaking of injury report, me battling through allergies is bad enough. But now Gio and Jonathan both missing out for Mexico, so we'll have to keep a close eye on that as they get ready possibly for 10 days from now when the Galaxy host LAFC in that first LA Derby between these two teams. That is your LA Care injury report. Still so much to talk about. We've got a lot to dig in when it comes to stoppage time, as usual. Champions League draw, give me your favorites at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Or you can text them to me, at Talk Soccer. At Talk Soccer. You can hit me up on Twitter that way. We keep the, not texting, tweeting. Hello, Dave. You can text them to me. What? If, I'm not giving you my personal number. I am an idiot. This, this uh, allergy medicine going right to my head. Unfortunately, it's not. Hit me up on Twitter like so many of you have done. We're already getting a lot of great response about the interviews. Appreciate that. Also had an interesting one here. This is a good tweet. I want to get to it. Hang on. I'm going through it. I remember where it was. This is great radio. Gabriel, who's a great fan, really appreciate his support. He tweets this. Europa League has eight teams from eight different countries. That's what this competition is all about. That's a great point. I really like that. That's a great point. And remember, Europa League champion goes right to Champions League group stage. There's everything to play for. That is a very, very good point. You got Arsenal, CSKA, Atletico, Sporting, Lazio, Salzburg, Marseille, and Leipzig. That's really good difference in terms of you know eight different represented nations there. I love that. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Mark in L.A. will be first up when we uh, get going, coming right back. He's got some interesting stuff, I think. We were definitely always going to get into this, so we might as well use Mark in L.A. coming up next. Soccer Weekly, Dave Dunham and you, ESPN L.A. 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN L.A. 710. Dave Dunham and you hanging out on the home of world football here in Southern California. Twitter handle is at TalkSoccer. You continue the conversation there or at 877-710-ESPN to do what Mark in L.A. has done. Mark, you're next up on Soccer Weekly. Welcome. Hey, Dave. Hey, I, I was reading a comment. It was a, like a website. Um, I guess Galaxy fixated on, on Zatan coming over, which, uh, I mean, my only, my only, I don't really have an opinion either way, I guess. Um, because I guess there's positives and negatives. But I was wondering, what, are they, has there ever been talk of talking to Rooney or Bale, I mean, because they're they are. I think Rooney's about five years younger. Uh, Bale's slightly younger too. I mean, have they, why is it just a ton? A ton? Have they, well, because I think the other two are certainly just kind of stuck in the rumor stage for sure. Whereas you know, and I like uh, I like you, Mark. Uh, have listened to other stuff and read some other stuff, especially my friends over at Corner of the Galaxy. Great podcast there with Josh, and then he, of course he talks with Kevin Baxter a lot from LA Times. Kevin has. His finger on the pulse of LA soccer, like every like nobody's business. They were discussing this Laton rumor heating up again, right? So, so it's a little deeper, exactly. you know. And maybe there's a little bit more smoke 
when it comes to that fire than like Rooney was, you know, those rumors were around a little bit. They've kind of died down. Gareth Bale, that's the first I've heard of it, to be honest with you. So I think the other ones are just so much rumor. This really has a little more smoke to it with Zlatan. And, Mark, I love the move if, if it goes down. You cannot turn down Zlatan Ibrahimovic if he wants to play. If he feels like playing, he will be incredible for MLS and for LA Galaxy, of course. But he would be like 38? He's 36. 36? And, you know, don't get me wrong. We get a lot of that. You know how it is, Mark, as an MLS fan. Oh, retirement league. Oh, retirement league. Look, oh, it, it's Zlatan. And second of all, everybody else that's been brought over to MLS this year is like 21 years old or, or younger. So who cares? Right. If, you know, if you can bring in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you do it. And you smile yeah. all the way through it no matter what because it just brings so much attention. You know? And look, let's be honest. The Galaxy need that with LAFC here. They do. They'll sell seats by winning. No, ultimately, I mean... Yes, but he can help you win. He'll help you win. But, I mean, in the end, they go if you win. I mean, you can look at what went on when the Rams came over. I suppose last year, you can see how the stadium filled up. Yeah. I mean, it's only the Dodgers, really, where L.A. fans are truly truly loyal. But Here's the bottom line, Mark. If 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 Zlatan is 100% fit, he scores goals anywhere. And I mean anywhere. So thank you for the phone call, Mark. Appreciate that. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Jonathan's in Santa Monica. Let's go right to him. Jonathan, welcome to Soccer Weekly. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, uh, man. Good. So I, I just been thinking about the Dos Santos brothers, and you know, I'm disappointed with Gio, as I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are over the last year, and then to start this season, he seems to disappear for times on the pitch. And my and he's he's designated money, obviously. And my question to you is: Do you hear any talk about? Moving him potentially, uh, what are your thoughts about the two Dos Santos brothers on the pitch at the same time? Now, thank you for the phone call. I'll let you, uh, I'll, uh, let you listen to it as I move on here. I don't see them moving either Dos Santos brother because they're a pair. Not that, of course, they, you know, Gio came here first and he played well when Jonathan wasn't here. Not that they can't, you know, play separately, but they're here for a reason together. Secondly, if you are to get a deal done with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, where it isn't the third designated player spot, because they've already used up all three with Alessandrini, if you can somehow move a salary around or pay down something where you can get Zlatan in here, Gio Dos Santos becomes so much more dangerous. Gio Dos Santos in the first two games for the Galaxy, everybody's ripping on him. He's had some moments that I liked. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. The guy is better than he's showing, of course. When he was with Robbie Keane and those two were firing on all cylinders together, it was nice, wasn't it? Come on. It's there. you got to get it out of him. He's in good shape. Now, I know he had the hamstring issue. So was every other Galaxy player, it seems. But he's in good shape. He knows how to play. He's still a valuable weapon. And if you can unlock him, no disrespect to Ola Kamara, they just haven't played well together or much together. Maybe it'll happen with those two if you don't get... But if he gets Zlatan... And he starts banging in goals and opening up more space. Guess what? Gio becomes more dangerous. Give it a little more time with Gio Dos Santos. He's too good. I promise you that. And I also know what is really too good. That is, of course, the best segment on this show. It's stoppage time. 
the producer of Soccer Weekly and the host of Stoppage Time is here, the great Mario Reyes. Mario, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. What's happening? How are you? Very good. Well, who brings us Stoppage Time each and every week? Puente Hill Chevy, of course. Uh, find new roads at Puente Hill Chevy off the 60 freeway in the city of industry. The San Gabriel Valley Chevy store. Se habla, se, se habla espanol. That's right, baby. That's right. You know, you know it. What's going down, man? So in my hands, I have the latest edition of ESPN the Magazine. It's the special 20th anniversary issue. By the way, I want to go on record as saying he's not lying. He actually has the magazine in his hands. I got it from the break room. Yeah, the cafeteria, yeah. whatever you I'm call not, it over this there. This is not a radio bit. He actually has <laughs> the magazine in his hands. I can confirm that. And uh, ESPN the magazine, they list the most dominant athletes of the past two decades. Okay, 20 years, yeah. Yeah, we got Tiger Woods, of course, at number one. Okay, I can't argue that. We got too some much. LeBron James in here. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. Okay. I, you're stretching it here. I, I'm got, listening for one or two names, Mario, that Roger I expect Federer. to hear. Roger Federer. I'm trying okay. to look these same two names that you are, Dave. Yeah, where, where, where's uh, let's see here. Cristiano and uh, Lionel Michael Messi? Schumacher's in here. Uh, okay. Where where are these guys? Where's what Messi? number are we at here? We're at number eight with Floyd Mayweather. What? Okay. Uh, number nine we got Marta. Okay. Yeah. Marta's, okay. We saw some soccer there. A little bit of soccer there. We got Usain Bolt at number ten. Okay, I guess. Uh, eleven. Here we go. Lionel Messi at number eleven. 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 Are you serious? What is that? Because they just figured he plays up top. You know, he can play. You know, the the eleven position or what on the wing or what? I don't know, man. This is crazy. That is absurd. I Ronaldo's mean, at number 14. I'll tell you, well, that's ridiculous, too. I'll tell you who the guy who really doesn't belong on that list, the ones you mentioned. Which one? As high as he is, LeBron James. He doesn't. Ronaldo's, really? oh, absolutely. He's a nice, he's an unbelievable player individually, but dominating your sport? Yeah, he gets to the finals through the East. How about you win me a few more? <laughs> I'd say he's pretty dominant, though. He's dominant, but is he higher than all these other people? Even that whole list is weird. Now with the Ronaldo thing, weird. you got me thrown off. But I mean, the whole list is messed up. All deference to the great ESPN, the magazine, and I understand it's all opinion. But even Roger Federer, like, is should be higher than LeBron. We got he? WNBA star Lauren Jackson higher than Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, that's absurd. Crazy. Come on. Has she won every title since 1999 or whatever? <laughs> she better have. How many has Lauren Jackson won? Somebody will call me up and say she's won 12 titles. If she's won 12 WNBA titles, then I will say, yes, she's more dominant than Ronaldo. But she hasn't. I would have heard about that. <laughs> I think. No way. See, it's just another... You know what, Mario? It brings up the topic that we do do need to discuss. We're running out of time here. But it does bring up the topic is when will soccer really, really break through? Even as as diehard soccer fans like us, we need to have that conversation on a, a more esoteric level than just, hey, are you ever going to be popular? Is soccer ever going to be popular? Of course, it's huge here in America because of Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Dunham. Thanks so much for listening. ESPN LA 710.